Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. to the Amp Wrestling Podcast, episode number 115. My name is David Boston. He is Patrick Fry. We're here to deliver some wrestling talk. Make sure you check us out on Amazon. We got this Amazon affiliate link, and it helps you boys out in many ways. But one of those ways is it kicks us back a commission every time that you use it. So you shop on Amazon anyway. It's tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon AMP, A-M-P. Now, the reason why we used a shortener, a URL shortener, is because I don't know if you've ever seen a Amazon affiliate link. It's like a mile long. So tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon AMP, and they'll kick back probably around 4% to you boys. But every little bit helps, so if enough people do it, Man, we could get our own studio. We can rent out a building. It would be absolutely dope. So make sure you do that. Save it on your browser as Amazon. And every time you shop at Amazon, make sure you use that link. And it won't add anything to your cart. It'll just help your boys out. Yes, it will. Every little bit helps. We don't get much for every purchase. But like I said, every little bit helps. It adds up. And uh, we'll be able to improve the podcast in uh, any way, shape, or form. That we can, because uh, Lord knows, hey, always room for improvement here at the Amp Wrestling Podcast. We could hire somebody to shoot video or be the director behind the scenes, oh, have us like that. a Pat McAfee type thing. That'd be dope. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. But boy, we 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 are a long way from that. Uh, we don't have long Pat, way to go. We, we we don't have Pat McAfee money, unfortunately. He he. He went to the NFL, made all that money, and uh, well, luckily he had all that money to start his uh, little company with. So um, you need to reach out to DraftKings and see if we can get some DraftKings money on here. Ah, uh, I doubt that they already spending enough money. They, they oh. we we don't reach out to them; they reach out to us. It's, uh, they they'll have their people call our people. <laughs> Marcus Talbert in the building. What's up, man? Yeah, for the life of me. Try- oh, you just showed up on the chat. Okay, well, maybe it worked then. Uh, I don't know why it wasn't working earlier, but uh, howdy to Marcus Talbert. I, for some reason, you know, right before we went on, I was testing out the um, the, the Streamlabs chat with a uh, YouTube and Twitch, and, and the, the Twitch, and I was using our own accounts to test it out, and the Twitch one, man, kept showing up every time, but the YouTube one would not show up. And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? Like, what am I doing wrong? Twitch was working like that. And uh, for some reason, I guess when you use your own on YouTube, it may not, I don't know, it may not show up. I don't know. But uh, Marcus is on there. Uh, so I appreciate Marcus uh, coming in, hang out with us as he does every week. He's our number one uh, listener uh, uh, for our live shows. But uh, so on today's episode, uh, number 115 of the Amp Wrestling Podcast. We're going to talk about uh, some news that actually came out today, AEW Rampage, and uh, a buy-in on YouTube. This Friday night is going to, well, sort of go to head, head-to-head with SmackDown. So this is going to be a very interesting Friday night. We'll talk about that. Also, something we haven't talked about, and I'm surprised that, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm very surprised, but a little surprised that uh, we haven't gone uh, we haven't talked about this, but uh, the G1 Climax Tournament happening over in New Japan right now, it's actually getting ready to to come to its conclusion. 
And uh, it's hard to keep up with New Japan when all their shows come on at, at 2, 3, 4 a.m. our time. But uh, the G1 Climax, uh, arguably one of the biggest tournaments in all of professional wrestling uh, going on, getting ready to wind it down. We'll talk about what's been happening there. Also, the updated card for Crown Jewel that's going to be happening in a little over two weeks, I believe. Actually, a week from uh, Thursday, I believe. Uh, also, uh, Twitch had that big leak that came out, uh, I think it was the last week or a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it the, part of the leak was um, how much are, are these Twitch streamers making? And uh, some wrestlers made that list. And uh, so we'll talk about what some of these wrestlers are making on Twitch. Also, Chelsea Green uh, on what Tessa Blanchard tried to do at All In. We'll talk about that as well. And also why Devon Dudley apparently doesn't do business with Bully Ray anymore. We'll talk about that. And then uh, in the rumor mill... Uh, some some rumors about The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, speculation of a supersized SmackDown, also the plans for Liv Morgan, and somebody is uh, doing pretty well with WWE merch right now. We'll talk about all of that and everything coming up on the Amp Wrestling Podcast, episode number 115 for Tuesday, October the 12th, 2021. Find us on your favorite social media platform. We are there, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, just search amp wrestling podcast all right so the first thing we're going to talk about is the fact that well tony khan announced today i think he went on a little bit of a media tour uh, and i think a couple i saw wfan i think in new orleans i mean not new orleans new york that is their sports station uh, he announced well i think it was announced actually earlier uh, apparently smackdown is going to run 30 minutes longer this Friday night on Fox, and that cuts into AEW Rampage's time. And Tony Khan sort of tweeted out about it, saying, you know, you guys want to go head-to-head, we're going to beat you. And then it was announced to earlier today that Tony Khan is actually going to have a buy-in, which has typically been the pre-shows for AEW's big events. They do it on YouTube, they do it for free. It's equivalent to the WWE pre-shows they have before their big pay-per-views. And apparently... Tony Khan said, well, we're going to have a buy-in on YouTube one hour before Rampage. So starting at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central time, which is our time, on Friday night, it's going to be a one-hour show on YouTube, the buy-in. And uh, one of the matches that will be featured on the buy-in is going to be Minoru Suzuki taking on Brian Danielson. That is a... A big time match right there. So it, it seems like Friday night uh, things are going to kind of heat up a little bit there on uh, between uh, WWE and AEW. Uh, you know, Tony Khan, you know, publicly tweeted out about how you know, hey, you guys want to go head to head? Well, we're going to beat you guys. And now Tony Khan's kind of upping the ante since they like to use gambling terms over in AEW by having a buy in go head to head with the, the second hour of SmackDown on Friday night, which is WWE's biggest show in terms of ratings, at least. So I tell you what, David, that's going to be very interesting come Friday night uh, on how, you know, what kind of numbers AEW pulls because they're coming off their lowest viewership on AEW Rampage ever so far last Friday night. So I know Tony Khan's probably a little fired up to try to, put on a, a great rampage, put on a, a this buy-in show, which apparently is going to be live a, as well. So uh, it, it kind of came out, like I said, it all came out today. But, boy, that's that's some big news there. Uh, Tony Khan trying to go head-to-head with SmackDown. 
Tony Khan's a really smart dude. And you know what makes me excited about them having a live show during SmackDown on YouTube is that, you know, when the, all these numbers come out with saying how well Raw did or Dynamite did, it's really just a guesstimation because they can only see what people in big markets are doing that subscribe to get these boxes put on their TVs. They don't know what me and you are doing in Lake Charles, Louisiana or Podunk, Kentucky. And it's all just a guesstimation, but Tony Khan's going to absolutely know how many people are watching this program because it's going to be live on YouTube and everybody and their mama can see the live uh, viewer count. So that's going to be awesome. And uh, he also tweeted out, he's been tweeting all afternoon. So I'm, excuse me, trying to figure out here, uh, just, you know, they obviously they have Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. Um, it, it looks like the the actual Rampage show is going to have CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. Also, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara is going to take on Scorpio Sky, uh, Ethan Page, and Junior Dos Santos in a big six-man tag as well. I don't know if there's any other matches that he's announced really for the buy-in that's going to be happening at uh, right before Rampage. But Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson... You could have those two guys fight for an hour on the buy-in, and I think a lot of fans, I mean, obviously, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega just fought to a 30-minute draw. Now you got a guy like Minoru Suzuki who's going to come in and fight Brian Danielson. I mean, at that point, I think you don't necessarily even, you could surprise us with maybe two other matches on the buy-in, and I think people are going to tune in. I'm very curious. Now, the tricky thing is it is a Friday night. Um, it is football season. I mean, there's not much football on Friday nights with the exception of high school football, which where we're from, high school football is a big deal. So I've always had that factor played into my head from my perspective uh, when it comes to watching wrestling on a Friday night. But in other parts of the country, high school football might not be as as big. Um, or for, for a lot of wrestling fans, they really don't care about football. And like us, we're you know, both wrestling and football fanatics. But I, I'm very interested to see uh, how this all plays out Friday night. Uh, I don't think I have any plans Friday night. I know you have to go up here to high school football game uh, Friday evening. Uh, but you might be able to get home in time to kind of catch it all uh, transpire uh, between uh, YouTube, TNT, and, and Fox. But, man, uh, boy, what a... Uh, to me, that that's a big, uh, a pretty big bombshell that Tony Khan dropped today about the whole buy-in uh, happening uh, head-to-head with SmackDown. And it's going to be live, too, on YouTube, not just one of those things where they, uh, they record it and then play it. I'm pretty sure this is going to be happening live. Yeah, and you know what? The, look, me, you, and kind of the group we, we run with, we're kind of unicorns in the wrestling fandom universe because most the majority of the wrestling fans that i've ever talked to they could care less about sports in general Uh, not a lot of wrestling fans are sports fans so i think friday night is a great time to do it and they're going to get massive numbers on youtube because even you know the wwe marks are going to want to see daniel bryson versus suzuki but another thing i wanted to point out before i forget did you see the ecw tribute that aew did I didn't see the entire thing. Um, I did see a clip where Taz uh, did mention how you know AEW was the best place uh, he ever worked. I didn't see the entire. Um, I, obviously, I read about it, but I, I didn't actually watch. It. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I didn't want to go see, but I just have not had the opportunity. Did you get a chance to, to see the video? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there wasn't much to it, to be honest. But the fact that Tony Khan is the most awkward dude <laughs> on the planet. Like, I wanted to turn it like six times because this guy, I was sitting there and I was like, he can't be like, what is this? Is this like his awkward gimmick or is this how he really is in real life? Because, God, it was so cringe. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He's, and, and maybe that's why he, doesn't like to uh, you know, be an on-screen character, so to speak. I mean, obviously, we are aware that he's back there pulling all the strings, but uh, that that's why he's uh, very rarely made an appearance as an on-screen character. I think the only time he's ever, I think, you know, outside of the Brody Lee tribute show, I think he's maybe only made one appearance on any of his programming, um, or maybe twice. I mean, there was one time there was a backstage segment where you can kind of see him in the background, but... Um, and maybe he's just not that kind of guy where he wants to be on screen and whatnot. And obviously, you know, things like the Brody Lee tribute show, which was one of the best uh, tribute shows in the history of pro wrestling. And then uh, you have things like this. I mean, there was a few months back where they were in Milwaukee. And, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship. And he came out and he actually brought out Giannis Antetokounmpo or however you say <laughs> his name uh, and whatnot. And it, it, it was such a funny video because, like, Tony Khan was just so, like, giddy. He's like, I'm about to, like, you know, surprise the, these fans here in Milwaukee with, you know, the NBA MVP or I don't even know if he's the NBA MVP or he might he was the finals MVP. I know that. But uh, and, and whatnot. And you could just see how giddy he gets. And then he kind of just lets them do their thing. So uh, Tony's probably not one of those guys. He's not an entertainer. He, he's... He's a businessman, you know. He's uh, he helps with run the Jaguars organization, and uh, obviously he runs things in AEW. He, he's never made it about himself um, and, and whatnot. So the fact that you know he might be a little awkward on the mic, you know that, that, that's okay because he's not a guy that tries to come out here and uh, and put himself over or make it about himself or anything like that. I think there should be a new proclamation that he should never scream on live TV either because that <laughs> is extremely cringe well that's uh you know that, that's kind of how it, it was whenever he i don't know if you saw the video when he announced uh he brought out you know Giannis, uh yeah. you know the greek freak yeah and like he he the way he said his name he did it with such excitement i don't even think he like you know finished saying his name correctly or it was it was very <laughs> it, it, it was it was kind of funny in my opinion but uh yeah, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where, like I said, he's, you know, he's not an on-screen character. He's just backstage running the show, pulling the string. So, uh, it's fine. It, it is what it is. If that's the way it is, then obviously it it, and it is what it is. That's all I got to really say about it. Marcus says in the chat he hopes he doesn't fall asleep for the buy-in and for Rampage. Yeah, because uh, when Punk came back, he fell asleep for that. I mean, that that come on, Marcus. I, I gotta I gotta say, man, that that was one of the worst times to ever fall asleep. Uh, to miss that, man, that was a uh, uh, that, that was a uh, that, that was a great moment and one of the all-time great moments in, in the history of wrestling. There, but uh, but yeah, Friday night, the Rampage, the buy-in. You got SmackDown. Um, I, I think. I know we're going to talk about the the speculated supersized SmackDown in Rumor Mill coming up. Is that pertaining to this Friday's SmackDown? Can you give us a little hint on that? I know you got the Rumor Mill stuff over there. 
Uh, no, this is long term. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna find out about that then coming up in rumor mill. But you got anything else on uh, the you know little Friday night war we're gonna have here this Friday? No, I'm just excited to see how many people. I'll probably be at the game. Well, no. Well, SmackDown starts no, at seven. I know your seven. I know your appearance ends at seven. So by the time yeah. you get home, you could probably at least at the very least catch the second hour of SmackDown and uh, also the buy in. I'd be curious to see well as well WWE how they book SmackDown. Are they going to load it up in the second hour uh, to kind of see if they can counter, you know, the the buy in on, on YouTube? Which obviously, well, I mean. I'm just very curious to see how many people they get in on on YouTube. Obviously, you know SmackDown's going to bring in the people on Fox. I mean, it's it's a it's cable. It's not cable. It's a network. You can get it for free with a little antenna. I mean, I could literally post up my antenna and watch um, you know SmackDown for free on Friday night without even paying a cent. So um, obviously, other than the cents I've paid for for the for the antenna, but that was a one time purchase. So it'll be very on Amazon. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I tell you that right now. I tell you what. I look. I don't care what WWE does. I'm gonna be tuning into AEW all the way, and uh, probably just the buy-in because after that's over, I'll probably conk out on the Lazy Boy or something. There you go. All right, let's uh, move on now to our next uh, topic. A topic I wish we would have talked about earlier. It didn't even cross my mind to throw it up here on any of our rundowns of the previous few weeks, but uh, one of the biggest tournaments in all of professional wrestling, the G1 Climax, is uh, getting ready to... It's hitting the home stretch over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I actually have up right now uh, tonight, or today. Today is the 12th, so they've already had their show for the 12th. So after today, which will be overnight tonight uh, here in the States, um, there's going to be each one... One more night of A and B block. Actually, there's going to be technically two more nights. One regular night, and then there's going to be uh, a final night for each block. So there's still four nights uh, of G1 Climax action. And then there's going to be the final night, which is the G1 Championship match. So five total nights left of the, the G1 Climax. And I'm going to quickly go over the, the standings for you here. In the A block, Kota Ibushi is uh, on the top with uh, 12 points. And then you got a three-way tie for second here with Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Shingo Takagi. And then you have uh, Great Okan, Tomorrow Hiro Ishii, and Toru Yano at eight. Uh, Yujiro Takahashi, Tangaloa with four. Tetsuya Naito actually has no points. He had to withdraw due to an injury. Uh, so he he hasn't won any any match. Uh, he's had to, I think he fought, I think he wrestled one match. And then uh, other than that, let me see here real quick. Yeah, he re- he only wrestled one match against uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I guess he got hurt in that match. He had to forfeit every other match. In B-Block right now, we have a two-way tie at the top with Jeff Cobb and Kazuchika Okada at 14 points. Evil has 12, and then it's Hiroshi Tanahashi, Sonata at 6, and then Taichi, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, Tamatanga at 4, and then Chase Owens at 2. So right now in A-Block, you still got four guys that can win it in B block, you got three guys that can win it. Uh, Jeff Cobb and Kazuchika Okada actually right now tied at the top of B block. Those two guys are going to wrestle the last night of the B block, which is October 20th. So that's in, uh, well, that's next week uh, sometime. So that's going to be probably for the B block right there. Uh, Kota Ibushi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Kenta, and Shingo Takagi. So you get the four guys 
that are right there in A Block. Shingo Takagi uh, coming up. Let's see here. So tonight actually is A Block action. So you have Tomohiro Ishii and Yujiro Takahashi, Kenta and Tangaloa, Toru Yano and Zack Sabre Jr. and Shingo Takagi and Great Okan. So none of those guys face each other, it would appear, at least not tonight. Uh, looking ahead, it looks like I don't, I don't think any of those guys face each other again. So none of those four guys that are... You know, those four guys that are near the top face each other again. So uh, that'll be very interesting to see uh, how that transpires. But I, I know that uh, it's going to be a great finish uh, to that tournament. And uh, the, the one match, if you had to watch one match coming up, Kazuchika Okada and Jeff Cobb on October 20th, that's the B Block final night. Uh, that's going to be a, a hell of a match. So uh, I, I really wish uh, New Japan was. Uh, a little bit closer to America in, in terms of time, so I could watch this because it's a, it's a tremendous tournament. Uh, it looks like it's been a great tournament, except for Tetsuya Naito, who had to pull out because of an injury. But uh, we are uh, hitting the home stretch, David, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a, a really good finish uh, in A Block, and then that big match in B Block between Jeff Cobb and Kazuchika Okada is it's really. I think those two guys are going to tear the house down. Is Will Ospreay still hurt? Um. I'm not well. He's actually, let's see here. I don't know if he's still hurt. I think I believe he came back and he's now. Like I said I haven't watched New Japan, and it's sad to say I have not watched New Japan here um, in a hot little minute. But let me see here. I I know Will Osprey's coming to MLW. I did see that. Uh, Will what? Yeah, you didn't see that. Oh my God, no. Yeah, Will Osprey is uh, is heading to MLW apparently. I don't know Holy if it's cow. I don't know if it's going to be a full time thing. I didn't read too much into it, um, but boy, Vice must be paying MLW some good money. Maybe so. Uh, let's see here. Is he the current? I I know he was obviously IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Will Osprey was where I got so much going on right now. Uh, let's see, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Well, right now it's actually Shingo Takagi is uh, is the champ, so it, it would appear Will Osprey was and he had to vacate it, and then uh, Shingo defeated uh, Kazuchika Okada back back in June at uh, Dominion to uh, to win it. So Shingo Takagi is uh, actually uh, he's in the G one. So I guess Will is still kind of hurt. I guess he's not exactly. Uh, I don't know if he's cleared yet or not, but. Uh, yeah, and it's a shame that he's not in this tournament either because, man, he'd put on some fantastic matches. But, uh, yeah, he, I did read that he was coming to MLW. I don't know if it's for a one-off a feud or if it's a f- part-time thing or a full-time thing or, or what the case may be. But uh, definitely uh, very interested to see uh, Will Ospreay in MLW. You know, and look, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I am an MLW mark. Mm-hmm. I love MLW, and I think they're about to lose Jacob Fod too, unfortunately. But that may be a gain for WWE, possibly. But why in the world is Osprey going to MLW when I'm sure they would sign him to some matches over at AEW? Well, uh, the thing about AEW right now, in my opinion, is that well, I mean, they got can you imagine a Will Osprey Sammy Guevara match? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that title it would be amazing. But uh, oh here, but here's the thing about AEW. You know, it's at the point now where 
whenever a wrestler gets released, and I'm not even I don't even think Will Ospreay's released. I think this might be some kind of deal that was struck with MLW, but and obviously some New Japan guys are doing things in AEW as well, so there's a little bit of a partnership there. But um, definitely, uh, I, I think we're at the point now where it's like you know, anytime someone gets released, it's like, oh, I hope they go to AEW. And granted, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. But I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, AEW has they they got a full roster, they got plenty on their hands right now. Uh, I don't think we need to oversaturate AEW anymore right now. I think like for the next like six months at least, like let's run with what you got, and uh, let's not try to get too fancy here. And then you know, so the fact that Will Ospreay is going to MLW, I, I think it's to be good for MLW, obviously. Oh, but, um, God. A- a- AEW right now does not need Will Ospreay. Maybe later down the line, would love to see Will Ospreay there, but right now. Uh, at, I think AEW probably in, in some cases has more uh, in, in their back pocket than they know what to do with. But yeah, I disagree. Uh, I, I Wholeheartedly. Mean, well, uh, you know, I agree to disagree. I mean, you got guys like uh, that just showed up in AEW, like Malachi Black. You got Andrade. You got Brian Danielson. You got Adam Cole, Bay Bay. I mean, those are just four guys that just you know four huge names that just showed up. Um, yeah. So, and all of those would produce bangers with Will Osprey. They would. They they certainly would. But right now, you got a, a bunch of guys who are kind of you know they 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 got to find places for them right now, and they all got you know things going on, and and they don't want to. Uh, they, they, I think they're trying to establish obviously storylines for these guys and everything, and and even in some cases like Andrade, they you know he's feuding with Pac, but he, I feel like he's very easily getting lost in the shuffle. Malachi Black right now, he was had his thing with Cody, and like, what's he doing right now? Obviously, Adam Cole Bay is with the Elite. Brian Danielson sort of feuding with them as well. So even right now, I feel like even with specifically Andrade, they're having a little bit of trouble. At least from what it seems to me, like they're they're having trouble trying to find a good spot for him to to really you know to to get some exposure and and get some some airtime and, and whatnot. I mean, so it's uh, yeah, adding another one. I just I'm afraid that a guy like I'm not saying Will Osprey is going to get lost in the shuffle, but maybe another top guy could get lost in the shuffle if they bring in Will Osprey and throw him into something. You know, or even Will Osprey and Fuego del Sol cut Brock Anderson's pasty ass. <laughs> we'll make room for him. Now I would see I, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a will I like they brought in Minoru Suzuki to do a couple of matches here and there. He's not a full time AEW guy, but maybe bring in Will Osprey have a match here and there. That wouldn't be bad, but signing him full time, I, I think we can we can hold off on that for a little while. Dang you. All right. Uh but yeah, that was the the New Japan G one climax update. Uh they're hitting the home stretch with that show. And uh I tell you what, that's gonna be a fun uh, fun into that tournament so uh looking forward to seeing who comes out on top of that now let's move over and talk about the updated card for crown jewel here which is happening a week from thursday as i get ready to pull up that particular uh that particular match card here give me one second all right got it now so the updated match card here uh starting to build up here you got mansoor taking on mustafa ali in mansoor from saudi arabia i believe 
Yeah, he's no clue. I don't yeah. even know who he is. Yeah, Mansoor is from Saudi Arabia. He's gonna go one on one with Mustafa Ali. That might be a, a pretty nice little match there. Um, Edge versus Seth Rollins inside a hell in a cell at Saudi Arabia, uh, at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. That's gonna be uh, very interesting. Uh, I think a lot of people are talking about that match and how they could really put on a banger of a match in a, in hell in a cell. I, I think they could definitely do that. You're going to have the fun. Go ahead. I spaced out for a second. Seth Rollins and who? Edge. Oh, okay. Yeah, inside Hell in a Cell. So uh, that could could really be a a good match there. And then you're going to have the finals of the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournament. Right now, it's either going to be Zelina Vega or Carmella taking on Shayna Baszler or Dewdrop. And then you have the King of the Ring tournament, which is going to be Sami Zayn or Finn Balor taking on Jinder Mahal or Xavier Woods. And, oh, damn Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I know, right? They He just keeps finding a way. I, Xavier Woods versus a Finn Balor I'd be cool with. Uh, I was hoping a Liv Morgan uh, siding here at the, the Queen's Crown tournament would be nice, but I have a feeling it's going to be like Carmella versus Shayna Baszler or something like that. and uh, they'll, they'll probably give it to Carmella, but... Uh, right now, I wouldn't mind seeing Shayna Baszler get it. I think she kind of needs a little bit of a, a a resurgence, and I think the Queen's Crown Tournament would be would be good for her. They also have a no-holds-barred match, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. That could be a little interesting there because, uh, obviously, Goldberg is very old, and and this, this doesn't necessarily have to be a, a true wrestling match. These guys could just brawl it out, and I think that, that definitely... Uh, Helps Goldberg a little bit, but uh, it, it also can help Bobby Lashley as well. That's going to be a pretty physical match, I have a feeling. WWE Championship on the line, Big E defending against Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't see why Big E doesn't walk out of there. Still WWE Champion. Raw Tag Team titles are on the line. RK Burrow, uh, one of my favorite tag teams in WWE. right? Actually, my favorite tag team in WWE right now. Uh, Randy Orton and Riddle taking on AJ Styles and Omos. And then the SmackDown Women's Championship and a triple threat will be on the line. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. I see Sasha Banks winning that because Bianca and Becky are now on Raw. So that, you know, after Crown Jewel is when the new draft results uh, go into effect. So uh, obviously Becky and Bianca now on Raw. No point in them having the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha should win that one back. And then the Universal Championship, it's going to be Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar. An interesting storyline there with Paul Heyman. Um, Some people are speculating maybe Paul's going to help Brock win, turn on Roman. That'll be very interesting to see there. So I think this show has potential. Um, Obviously, you know whatever you believe uh, about WWE doing business in Saudi Arabia. But uh, speaking just as the show, the show has potential, in my opinion. A few matches I think could could be really good. But uh, I'm not buying Peacock once again because they're garbage. And uh, I'll just have to follow along during the day next Thursday. It'll be during, I think it's going to be like at 11 or noon our time in the middle of the day on a work day. So I'll just follow along on, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where like I'm done with Peacock. Like screw them. Like I might get it back for the Royal Rumble, but other than that, they can kiss my ass. So, and that's a point that I was going to bring up. They can't get a pay per view right to stream right from the USA. How in the hell is it going to work out when they try to stream a pay per view from Saudi Arabia on this app? 
That'll be interesting. I mean, the folks in other countries that still have the WWE Network will probably get to enjoy it a little better than we will, but um, I don't know. That's why I I just uh, screw Peacock. That's what I say. (laughs) Screw him. I'm not, you ain't getting my money. I got the free version of Peacock, so I might try to see if that'll work somehow watching uh, Crown Jewel. I don't think it will, but yeah, screw that. No, no, you got to have the $4.99 plan to get all the WWE stuff, right? I think so, yeah, but like I said, I I have the free version, so screw them. They're not getting my money anymore. Hey, how do you watch that? Because, like, I still can't download Peacock on my Amazon Fire Stick. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I watch it on, you know, I had it on my iPad, so it's an Apple product. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if Amazon, I would think like an Amazon product would carry, you know, Peacock, but I don't know. I mean, well, they were supposed to, but every time I put in Peacock, nothing comes up. It just tells me to do the NBC app and it's not the same thing. Ah, uh, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I, I don't have many, uh, I don't have many Amazon, um, uh, gadgets here i'm all apple over over get here. your life right jeff bezos all right so let's move on now to let's see what was the next topic here if i could pull it up i got so many tabs open over here all right so uh oh wrestlers payouts on twitch obviously there was a big leak on twitch um and uh, part of the leak was what all these streamers made and uh david you have a list of what some of these some of the wrestlers uh, that stream because obviously I know like Paige is a pretty big streamer Adam Cole Bebe streams a lot um, I see uh, like Nyla Rose streams although I don't think she makes as much money as maybe the other people but and Zelina yeah. Vega was doing pretty well on Twitch uh, before she went back to WWE which of course WWE does not allow them to do that anymore but uh, you got the list uh, in front of you there of, of what they're making of some of these wrestlers yeah. Well, yeah. let, 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 let you want to make a game out of this, or yeah, that's what I was supposed to say. Don't cheat and look it up. I want you to throw out some numbers I, I whenever we talk about I these wrestlers. I, I looked at it like last week, but I do not remember any numbers. That's so what I was to say. you won't remember that. No, I won't because I looked at a lot of other people outside. You won't of, remember the podcast tomorrow. Probably not. No, I gotta. <laughs> I have. I have that in mind. I'm very forgetful. All right, per Wrestling Inc. So this payout data. Uh, for these accounts, it's from like a two-year period. So some of the numbers are pretty big. But just yeah, remember, it was from like August of nineteen to October of two thousand twenty-one. So two months. I mean, two years and two months. So we'll just call it two years. Yeah. So basically, you split it in half. That's about what someone makes in a year off of Twitch, at least. And also says right here, it's been estimated that subscriptions. Uh, are about 30% to 60% of the streamer's income with most of their revenue coming from direct donations. Yeah. Um, this picture right here, a page that they have from Twitch, it's pretty <laughs> hot. Does she, does she show her tatas on there? Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing about Twitch. Twitch is very strict on um, you know the, the, the sexual content and, and whatnot. I mean, obviously there's hundreds and thousands of girls on Twitch that show lots of cleavage and whatnot. But if a nip comes out, boy, you are uh, going to be in some trouble. So uh, I'm sure Paige shows some some wonderful cleavage. But uh, if a nip comes out, uh, that could be it could be it for Paige on Twitch, at least for like a month or so. I don't know. I think they, they'll suspend them sometimes. But what if she had a pasty on it? That would probably work. I mean, that that would probably. I mean, it might raise some eyebrows, but uh, from the Twitch uh, higher ups, I guess. But 
I think that would be okay. All right, here we go. Uh, in this part conversation a few years ago on the podcast when Impact Wrestling was looking for a new network and they were streaming on their Twitch account and we wondered if they made any money off of it because nobody was watching Impact Wrestling on Twitch. Yeah. Um, how much do you think Impact Wrestling made in two years on Twitch? Now, you see, that I, I do remember Impact being fairly low uh, on the list, at least compared to some of the other wrestlers I saw, I want to say it was like in two years they made like seventy grand or something like that. Yeah, that was pretty close, sixty nine thousand one hundred forty dollars. Nice, but um, so yeah, that that averages about to what thirty four, thirty five thousand a year, which is, I mean, hey, you know, it's it's not bad for just no, because I mean, it don't call. I'm sure it don't cost them anything to to uh to air it on you know a twitch channel obviously so that's that's free revenue for the no expenses there for for impact wrestling to to broadcast on on twitch so that's like i said that's free money right there this one surprised me right here i thought he would make way more money than this and i'm sure he makes way more money than this on youtube xavier woods yeah see the, here's the thing about xavier woods his up 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 down down channel uh, thrives on YouTube. It's not, uh, it, and it, it made its name, I believe, on YouTube. It, it wasn't so, uh, you know, wasn't a big thing on Twitch. Although I'm sure it's still popular on Twitch. Um, I want to say his numbers. I don't even know in the, in the two years if he made over a hundred k. He might have. I, I can't remember. I'm going to say he probably made. I think he did. Maybe I, I'd say in the two years, maybe like a hundred twenty k on a uh, on, on Twitch is what I, my, my guess would be. You're way off. Oh, okay. $25,431. Damn, so Impact Wrestling's doing better than, than Xavier Woods on. Yeah, yeah. That, that, is, that is a very surprising number. Okay, so brought me back down to reality here a little bit. Yeah, he he, he makes so much more money on YouTube. So he's probably not. He, he probably doesn't really focus on Twitch because YouTube is, is the bread and butter for, for his, uh, his gaming channel. Colt Cabana. Uh, I remember seeing his name. Uh, he probably makes more than uh, than Xavier Woods does because I think Colt Cabana probably um, focuses on Twitch a little bit more because that's where his bread and butter is when it comes to the streaming. Um, I'm trying to think if he makes more than Impact. Though. I, th- I would say maybe so. I'll go ahead and say like 80 grand he makes. He made in the last two years. Negative. Colt Cabana made $32,479. Man, I, I am just, I'm, well, I'm, I'm crowning these guys uh, as the, the, <laughs> the king of Twitch streams here, apparently. Um, so, yeah, well, yeah, that's still not bad. Hey, it's once again free money, you know, for, right, for not doing much of anything. In, now we're going to get into some big money, and now it's going to show you why a lot of these WWE superstars didn't want to get rid of their Twitch channels because they brought in tons of cash. Yep. All right. Adam Cole, baby. Oh, he makes North. I would say North of two. He in the last two years, who probably, I want to say like $350,000, I think was the number I fire. I might be wrong, but it was, it was close. It was somewhere around there. 350 grand in the last two years. $318,080. Okay, yeah, very nice there for, for Adam Cole, baby. And he, he was a big, uh, you know, he, he was on Xavier Woods' Up, Up, Down, Down uh, YouTube channel a lot as a guest. So he probably uh, built a little bit of a help, you know, built a little bit of that online gaming um, fan base uh, through uh, Xavier Woods. So 
I think uh, Adam Cole maybe can thank Xavier Woods a little bit for that, or Austin Creed as he's known on his uh, YouTube channel. All right, uh, Zelina, freaking Vega. Ooh, okay, this number's gonna be up there. Um, because I because I know damn well she made more on Twitch than she does in WWE. Um, man, she probably made I would say it got to be over a half a million dollars in the last two years. Um, I'm gonna say like six hundred thousand dollars she's made over the last two years. She wishes, but it's still a substantial amount of money. $341,748. Okay. Yeah. See that. Uh, see like Zelina Vega, you know, she, she can easily go sit down on her, you know, at her desk, turn the camera on, show off a little cleavage. And I mean, that, that's, that's, that's like fishing with dynamite. <laughs> I don't understand why you would want to go back and beat your body up. Well, I think when you're well, making well, here's, this kind well, of cash on Twitch. Well, you know, it's funny. I read an article a while back. I think Zelina went back to WWE because she thought she was going to be able to be with Alistair. And then, like, right after, I think, like, they brought her back, he got released. And I remember reading a thing about how she was so, like, distraught about it. Um, I think she was just trying to be, you know, a good wife and, uh, you know, be spend more, be able to spend more time with Alistair. I think that's partially why she went back to WWE. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure once her contract's up, her butt's going back to Twitch. You think maybe she wanted to be closer because she's the jealous type? She thought he was maybe smashing some rats? If I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. If Alistair Black is cheating on Zelina <laughs> Vega, Alistair Black is, is a moron. And I don't think he's a moron. So Zelina Vega got nothing to be jealous about. Because I mean, no offense to Alistair, but he's not exactly a guy that like girls are gonna th- like just throw themselves at. I mean, he he's, the rats will. Well, the rats will, but come on now, a rat, Zelina Vega. I mean, it's no no comparison right there, dude. Yeah, but I mean, Kobe Bryant uh, beat down a homely looking chick. Well, it happens. Well, we're not gonna sit here and talk about the late great Kobe Bryant and who he uh, who he beat down, but. And Kobe and, and you know Kobe and Alistair two different guys, but Alistair he's got a dime piece as a wife. I don't think I, I'm yes, not. Yes, he does. Yes, he, exactly. So uh, Alistair, she she ain't got nothing to worry about. All right, and the creme de la creme, Paige. Oh man, I think I don't I don't think she made north of a million dollars. I might be wrong. I want to say she made like eight hundred grand in the last two years. Mm, no, she wishes. She made four hundred seventy-eight thousand two hundred twenty-four dollars. Okay, I think she was the highest of like all the wrestlers or any like yeah. wrestling of any wrestler, former wrestler. So four hundred seventy-three thousand. Okay, I saw like the list of you know like the entire list. Like I think it was the top one hundred. I saw, you know, that it included everybody on Twitch, and I think like there were some people, man, millions of dollars, and yeah. I'm just like, man, it must be nice to like just. Sit at your just house, game. yeah, just game and make all that money. It must be nice. Now, what is does she game? Is that what she does on her Twitch? I I do follow her on Twitch. Um, she does sometimes, and then other times she'll just sit there and ch- do the just chatting, is what they call it. She'll just chat okay, with her yeah. fans. So she kind of she's a she has a, it's a variety. Yeah, God bless her. Yes, sir. I've always been a big uh, Page fan. Yeah, me too. I know. Uh, so is uh, Xavier Woods and uh, Brad Maddox. You know they are. Oh, hell yeah, they are. 
All right. All right, that's it. That's it for Twitch. All right, so let's uh, move on now to the uh, next topic here. If I can go ahead and pull it up here. All right, uh, so Chelsea Green uh, on what Tessa Blanchard tried to do at All Out. I'm about to pull this up here really quick. I saw it on. I saw this on NoDQ.com. I'll pull it up here really quick. Where the hell is it? It's somewhere around here. God dang. I hate when I go to these damn websites and like all these pop-up and like things like shit starts moving yeah. around. It's annoying as hell. I read this earlier today. We might have a rant on our hands here in a second. All right. Well, let me get to the – here we go. Tells, okay. Chelsea Green tells the story of what Tessa Blanchard allegedly tried to do at All Out. So uh, let's see if I can read through this here really quickly. Um, once again, you know, you click on a page on this damn no DQ site and everything moves around. Uh, so this is what she said. We didn't know who was winning the match until, and then there's a damn ad. Turn that shit Town off. Town Square running that site? <laughs> it, it feels like it. Um, <laughs> so this is what she said. Uh, I think this is what she said. We didn't know who was winning the match until the day of all in, until the afternoon, actually. Tessa, who was in our match, brought her fucking impact title to the show and tried to come out with it. In my mind, it was way it was a way to look better than all of us. Bringing out a title, being the only person to come to the ring with a title, the fans obviously immediately going to put you above the rest. Also, I feel like she did it because she knew that if she came out with the title, she couldn't lose the title on the show. She couldn't lose the title on a show that wasn't impact wrestling. At that time, there was no way that would happen. Nowadays, fuck, the door is open. Anywhere can wrestle anywhere it says anywhere can wrestle anywhere i think and anyone can win or lose in any title in any title i don't know who put this quote together or if she said it this way um a couple of years ago that wouldn't happen that would have been a way to strong arming the higher ups into letting her win funny enough she still did win but we collectively made sure she didn't come out with the title and that we all came out as equals so Apparently, Tessa Blanchard tried to show up, with, you know, with the Impact title, and uh, was she the Impact Women's Championship champion at the time, or was she the actual like Impact World Champion? Because I know she was the Impact World Champion um, at one time. I think that, yeah, I think the when she had the men's title, that was later on. Yeah. So, uh, what, so what do you think of Chelsea Green saying this? To me, it seems like Chelsea Green just. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think of this because I'm not in the business like that. I don't know how that would rub people but at the same time like if you're tessa you know and you get invited to this show that you know is uh like you're in a you're in a scenario where you like if i am the impact world champion and i get invited to this independent show and you know obviously impact wrestling is paying my bills uh, I'm going to do whatever I can to show off Impact Wrestling. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to bring the belt. I mean, granted, if someone said, hey, don't bring the belt, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But, like, I'm going to try to bring the belt because at the end of the day, like, I am with Impact Wrestling. I'm here representing Impact Wrestling, and I am the Impact World Champion or Women's Champion or whatever, and that brings a little more credibility to the show that we are doing. So, I don't know. To me, it to me, it seems like Chelsea Green just being a little bitch about it but i don't know i mean what what do you think david what's your take on this man i think chelsea green is a trifling jealous ass bitch and and here's why just like you said 
The Young Bucks, Cody, they want their show to look as legit as possible. It's still an indie freaking show. So if somebody that they booked has gold, they're going to want that person to wear their gold. They want that strap to be seen because it looks good. And I tell you what, if you didn't want the strap around her waist, like step up your game, maybe Impact would have hired you and you could have took it from her. And maybe you could have walked out with the belt because I bet you damn right that's what you would have did. If you would have had that belt, you would have walked out there with the belt to position yourself because you'd want to win that match. You want to get booked to win, but you didn't get booked to win. And why is that? That's because Tessa Blanchard is a fucking beast and you're not. Put on your panties, go out and wrestle, Work hard, get in the gym, and maybe one day you'll have somebody's gold around your waist and you can go to an indie show and walk out with it, you dumb bitch. Oh, there you go. As I expected. (laughs) So, yeah, I kind of feel the same way, although I feel like I don't feel as strongly as you do about it. But but definitely, yeah, like I said, it just seems like, you know, something – uh, that Chelsea Green complains about. And like I said, that was three years ago, you know? So it just seems like it was something for her to complain about on her podcast, maybe to get a few more clicks. Because um, you know what? If Chelsea Green was a champion, I, I feel like she would have tried to do the same thing. That's just me. Of course. And the promoters would have wanted her to do that because it's an indie show. You don't have any belts yourself. If somebody walks out with a strap, I mean, it looks cool. I mean, it's all about visuals, too. I mean, you're writing a storyline. Oh, man, here comes Tessa with, you know, with her belt, you know. And obviously, you could have swerved it and had somebody else win. Yep. And, um, I mean, that may have looked bad on impact because now you have a champion that's losing to some uh, no-name-ass indie bitch called Chelsea Green at the time. And, like, (laughs) but, I mean, at the same time, you know, Obviously, there's different avenues of storytelling there, but the biggest one is I got a belt on my show. Yep. And their belts are amazing. All of their belts are fire. Yeah. Especially that X Division championship belt. Yeah, they do have some really nice belts and impact. Uh, I, I, I will give them that. But uh, yeah, like, you know, uh, you thought about it. What you thought of it? What I, I I thought of it too. Just Chelsea Green sounding like you know, uh, just just a bitch complaining of it. And she seems like she's been, uh, you know, I, I don't know. She she's she's been rubbing fans the wrong way lately. It seems at, at times, you know. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe that's why nobody wants to hire you, except for indie promoters, because you're the cancer in the locker room. You're the bitch in the locker room. You're the person that people don't want to wrestle with because they can't stand you. Yeah, that could very well be it. All right, anything else on that? I mean, I could go more, but I think I'm done. <laughs> I think you made your point, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on now to... Um, I, I'll, you can almost call this some cheap heat, maybe. Well, maybe not necessarily cheap heat, but um, uh, I, I read an article uh, as to why Devon Dudley doesn't do business with Bully Ray anymore. Obviously, Devon and Bubba Ray Dudley, or Bully Ray, who were the Dudley boys in WWE, one of the most de- decorated tag teams of all time. Uh, apparently, he had this to say on uh, the Cut Pro Wrestling podcast. He talked about no longer w- working with Bully Ray and revealed that he has no hard feelings towards Bully Ray. He said, I wish him nothing but the best. We do not 
do business anymore. There's no hard feelings. I don't have any animosity towards him. It's just he's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing. Bubba and I are not at odds with each other. We don't hate one another. We just went different ways like most tag teams do. This is not a Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels thing where we hate each other. We don't. We just had a difference of opinions at time, and we went our separate ways. Even the even the wrestling school. He has the wrestling school in Connecticut. I have the one in Winter Park over here. So we both individually own our wrestling schools, but we just do things separate now. That's all. Let me see what else we got here. Uh... I mean, I guess that's it. So, um, you know, it doesn't seem like much to me here. I mean, I, like I said, I, I kind of looked into it, but I didn't read it fully. I thought this was going to be something a little bit more. Um, it says D, the, the article says Devon Dudley and Bully Ray will always continue to be friends, even if they work in different places, and that is unlikely to change anytime soon. And then and, and it, this is on RingsideNews.com. Um, yeah, I'm sure that was a clickbait title that got you to click it too. Well, they got me. So th- this seems like nothing. I mean, but boy, what a run did they have! Boy, I tell you what, man. They, um, I mean, classic matches back in WWE, um, and then they had a little second run there in the mid 2010s. Um, man, they they one of the all time greats in, in tag teams. Uh, they they came to WWE. Obviously, they were in ECW. Came to WWE, made a huge name for themselves, put on some great TLC matches. I mean, it, yeah, can't say enough about the about the Dudley Boys. I, I I could go back and watch their tag team matches uh, from like 2000, 2001, 02, and in, in those times uh, all day long. But uh, yeah, obviously, I, I I got catfished into clicking this article for no reason. <laughs> and I tell you, there's what, nothing I there. Look, if somebody showed them the money, kind of like the guys with uh, the Nation of Domination got back together. Yeah. If somebody showed them the money overseas, look, they would wrestle another match. Come on. You got to be kidding me. But, I mean, these conventions, I bet bet they would get together for a convention. I mean, you don't have to take any bumps. You just sign in pictures and take photos. They get back together for that, too. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, money talks. Do you see that thing about speaking of uh, uh, clickbait getting you? One got me the other day. Did you see that fake ass fight that Braun Strowman was in at that arm wrestling competition? I uh, I don't think no, I did not see that. So he posted something on his Twitter, and you know he was talking about it got crazy at the Mister Olympia, you know arm wrestling championship and it was like a little 14 second clip but he was like you have to wait to see it next month on you know NBC yeah and dog after this you got to go see it if (laughs) one thing that bodybuilders are not good at is a work Mm -hmm. and I can tell you that because this is the fakest thing I have ever seen in my life and I am quite embarrassed that a former wrestler put this on his Twitter page because it is. Oh, it's it's bad. so bad. It's it is bad. so bad. Because, all right, you make you you're making it to where like I don't even know if I want to go watch it. Just no, I, I, you got to go see it to see it. How bad. I wish we could play it on here, but we probably get a, like a a freaking strike from NBC or something. What? So what do uh, I? What do I have to go look up? Host. What's it called? No, just go to Adam Shear's uh, Twitter page. Okay, I'll go, well, I'll, I'll check that out after the show. Then, yeah, and just scroll down a little bit. I mean, he tweets a lot, but like, uh, it was so bad. And the number, 
And it wasn't even the bad acting that the guy that was supposedly getting in a fight with, I'll call him Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman, uh, because that was extremely bad. It was the fact that two dudes were holding back big old Braun Strowman, who was towering over everybody <laughs> to try to keep him away from this guy who was trying to hop over like the little, you know, the little apparatus they put their arms on to like, you yeah. know, arm wrestle or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, there is no way in hell these two dudes are stopping a motivated Braun Strowman to whip somebody's ass. Yeah, you know, hey, like I said, I'll go watch it and uh, see see what now, it looks his like. Acting, his acting was great. He looked pissed off and well, looked like he was ready to tear this dude's head off. Well, he, he's used to it now. I mean, he's been in WWE now where he's been, you know, doing a pretty good acting job for uh, uh, for a handful of years now, so... Yeah, I would I would expect good things from from Braun, who's apparently been trying to get back his job at WWE, from what I read. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think WWE could certainly use him uh, back. Uh, that's just my opinion. I read something the other day that it's just been his people reaching out. Like the WWE really doesn't have interest in resigning him. Yeah, that's what I read too. That he's trying to get back, and I feel like that's the best place for a guy like him. You know, I I just don't see him as a good fit in AEW. I don't really see him as a good fit anywhere else other than WWE. I feel like, you know, Man, his, he, his type of like, he's in a, he's almost like I don't want to say he's an attraction wrestler like an Andre the Giant or the Big Show or whatever the case may be, but he's almost like an attraction wrestler and I feel like he he's better off in WWE. That's just my opinion. Bro, you have him go to New Japan and do kind of like a Bruiser Brody gimmick. I yeah, know he might get some slack for kind of like modeling his gimmick around that. Yeah. My God, he could make so much money in Japan. Yeah, I think he could do pretty well in Japan. I don't know if he wants to go across the world like that, but because uh, he had oh, he had it made pretty wow. nicely in WWE, I think. I mean, he had okay. to he got he got to have Alexa Bliss on top of him at one point, so you know. Let's look at this, okay? All right, you get to go to Japan for free. You're waited on hand and foot by a bunch of geisha girls. You get to bang <laughs> Japanese chicks all day long, and you're getting paid millions of dollars. Uh, I mean, all that sounds great. I mean, I don't know about the the. I think he has a. I think Braun has a girlfriend, or is he engaged? Maybe it doesn't matter. He he's going to be banging he's, he's Japanese with, uh, chicks all day long. He's with uh, what's her face, Raquel Gonzalez, the NXT Women's Champion. Look. Look, she's in the business. She's she knows what time it is. Um, this ain't the business of of old man. This is this is it's a new day and age in, in the wrestling business. Uh, I'm sure Braun's having a just a, a good old time with Raquel by by themselves. But the other stuff, sure outside, is, but the but other he, stuff outside gets, of that sounds sounds great. Obviously, the money, uh, getting to go to Japan for free, and, and you know, kind of reinventing yourself, I guess, in a way, and kind of revamping your your your. Uh, uh, your brand uh, as a Adam Shear, you know, bro. I'm telling you, he would be breaking little girls in half. Oh, I have no doubt about that. But at the same time, you know, he's got Raquel Gonzalez, so and, and you, you get him coming out there with the big old chain swinging around his head, walking into the crowd like like Bruiser did. Oh my God, they would eat that stuff up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I, I think that's the only other place he would he could really thrive. Because, you know, I feel like New Japan would, like, be in awe of a guy like Braun Strowman. Or the yeah. Japanese fans would be in awe of him. All right, man, I think it's time for... A, then we could get an Adam Shear, 
uh, Lance Archer match. Ooh, That'd be yeah, dope. That would that would be pretty nice. Um, all right, man. I think it's uh, I think it's time for some uh, some rumor mill now. Yes, let's do it. Ringside News claims The Rock versus Roman Reigns was never discussed for WrestleMania 38, and it's not the plan. What do you think about that? Uh, well, uh, I mean, obviously the, the the rumor was swirling up for for a long time about not just you know The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 38, but just The Rock and Roman Reigns, I guess, in general. Um, I don't know. I mean, I. I think it would be a great storyline. I think it would be a great opportunity for uh, The Rock and, and Roman. I think, it'd be a, I think it would be great, especially with what Roman's doing now. Um, obviously, The Rock might be is probably too busy uh, to come back and do any kind of wrestling anytime soon. Uh, now that the pandemic's over, he's probably shooting some more movies. But uh, And obviously, he's, he's jumping into the rap game now. Um, so, I don't know. Um I'm not going to be upset if we don't get it, but I think it would be pretty cool if we did. Why wouldn't you turn the rock heel and put him in the bloodline? Um, I, makes more see, sense. I, I think the rocks, a guy like, you know, obviously when he was a full timer in WWE, he had his heel run. Even I think I was, he was probably part time when he was a heel I, when he went Hollywood. But I think the rocks, a guy, it's like trying to turn stone cold healed. It just, I don't think it's going to work very well. There's already speculation that the supersized SmackDown show could be a tryout for a third hour on SmackDown on FS1, with Dave Meltzer noting that he wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. So, like a super? Oh, yeah, because I think they're at, they're adding the thirty minutes this week. So yeah. is that is that what they're talking about? Yeah, they're saying that's a tryout to see how it goes to adding a third hour to SmackDown on FS1. Well, I guess we're going to find out uh, this week, and it seems like uh, Tony Khan's going to do everything in his power to make sure that that doesn't happen um, because obviously they got a rampage from 9 to 10. So it goes back to what we talked about at the top of the podcast. Um, you know, Tony Khan having rampage this Friday and then adding the, the buy in, which I think could draw a little more interest for the main show. So uh, Friday night's going to be very interesting. Uh, be. To see where the, all the numbers fall between YouTube, TNT, and Fox on Friday night, so I'm looking forward to it. And you know, I think not only is this a bad idea because you got to switch channels to catch the third hour, but how big of an fu is this to the WWE fans that only have rabbit ears, like we talked about before? The show's not even over yet; they can't catch the end. Like, I'm trying to like what you just said. I'm trying to comprehend, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the people that just have rabbit ears for TV. They're just yeah. watching CBS, NBC, PBS, you know, Fox. When the, If they did do a third hour SmackDown and it switches over to FS1. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. The yeah. show's not even over yet. And all these WWE fans that just have rabbit ears to watch, you know, regular TV. Now that I it's think like about it. F you to them. Now that I think about it, I did see, I think this Friday night, because of the Major League Baseball playoffs, SmackDown's actually going to be on FS1 this week. So I think the numbers for SmackDown are going to be down this week because it's on FS1. It's not on Fox. They have the MLB playoffs. I do remember seeing that. So that could be – that's an interesting twist there. Um, so is that what the article said? Like if they do a third hour of SmackDown, it's going to be on FS1 and not Fox? Correct. Okay. I, I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, that is kind of a – screwy situation to me it's like you know if 
because if you got a, a big match happening, you know, it starts at like 8.55 Central Time, and then it goes over into 9 o'clock, and you don't have, you know, cable, you're not going to get to see that ma- the rest of that match. So yeah, that is kind of weird. It seems like WWE is desperate to, like, counter this Rampage show on Friday night. I don't know why, because SmackDown's numbers are way better than, than Rampage, but I don't know. That's going to be very interesting to see. We might have some Friday Night Wars uh, on the horizon coming up. I'm going to throw this in there because it kind of correlates to something we were talking about earlier, and it kind of pisses me off. Per the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the Young Bucks had a big hand in Bobby Fish getting signed to AEW. Why in the hell are they wasting their time with a jobber like Bobby Fish when MLW is booking sharks like Will Ospreay? I mean, I wouldn't say Bobby Fish is a a jobber. Um, obviously, he was part of the Undisputed Era, which is where he kind of really uh, shined at, at times. Um, I think he's a well-known wrestler now because he was in the Undisputed Era. Um, yeah, but that's because of Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, but you know he's he had his 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 good moments and whatnot. Um, and he's a well-known guy, and he's one of those guys. You know, you know, a guy no one's ever since he got released from WWE, no one was talking about him. Or anything like that. He wasn't signing anywhere. And then AEW's like, hey, guess what? We got Bobby Fish uh, now. So I think Bobby Fish will be a great like mid-card guy for, for AEW. But um, I, I don't see him being like a main event type guy. At least not anytime soon. And he, he's a little older now. He's old. Yeah, he's a little older now. So I think he's, you know, he's going to just float around that mid-card. And, you know, he'll be a, a good uh, person for, you know, people to, to, you know, he might be able to get with some of that younger talent. He'll put them over, things like that. So, Now, with the Young Bucks being instrumental in his signing, it kind of makes me think that he's not going to be a singles competitor, that he's going to tag with Adam Cole. Uh, I mean, that's a possibility, but right now I think they are uh, – I mean, eventually I think they'll run an angle like that with uh, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole Bay Bay, but I think for right now you got – you know, he's going to – I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle at first, and then they might pull him – with Adam Cole Bebe later, but I'm not expecting too much from Bobby Fish. He's going to be more of a, I expect to see him more of him on AEW dark or a, a elevation. Which you just confirmed my jobber comment. Thank you, Patrick. I'm not saying he's going to be a jobber, but it goes Liv back. Morgan. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> it goes right back. There, really right there. It goes back to that comment I made earlier about how, you know, there's such a big saturation of talent now that, you know, you don't have room for everybody on television. So you have to put somebody on dark and dark elevation. I think Bobby Fish falls under that category. Speaking of uh, AEW dark, why is Abaddon, the chick that looks like a zombie, why is she not on, you know, Rampage or Dynamite more? She's awesome. Yeah, and I saw she actually just lost like 30 pounds, so she's uh, looking pretty good these days. Um, she's uh, doing a good job. I think, you know, it, it, it's her gimmick. Her gimmick is like, I don't know how to explain it. Her gimmick I mean, is great. Well, her gimmick, it, it's, it depends on your taste, I guess. I mean, it's not my taste, but um, I don't know. I, I think her gimmick is um, not, how can I say this? It's not a, uh, well, I, had, I, had, I had it at the tip of my tongue. It's not... It's not a to me. It's not much of a draw. That's just my opinion. Her gimmick is not a draw. Her ability to probably wrestle in the ring and, and whatnot is probably a draw. I just think her gimmick is not much of a draw. That's just my opinion because I'm just not that into it. 
Speaking of a woman having draw, Liv Morgan was originally planned to beat Carmella in the Queen's Crown Tournament, according to Fightful Select, but plans were changed at the last minute. Yeah, I did read a thing about how there are some WWE superstars. They're very frustrated with how they're booking the women's division in the Queen's Crown Tournament. Um, obviously, I think Liv Morgan is someone that the fans are starting to really get behind for a push, and this was the perfect opportunity for that. And uh, they uh, they dropped the ball on that. Um, so I don't know. Um, uh, I would love to see Liv Morgan, you know, do uh, do more. But uh, maybe they're doing a thing where she's gonna be ultimately be trying. Maybe she'll win the Royal Rumble. That's about the only way they could salvage it at this point. Maybe she'll win the Royal Rumble. We'll see. But uh, right now, I don't know. I've read that there's a lot of frustration backstage amongst uh, some superstars about the way that they're booking the women's division and uh, this Queen's Crown tournament. And my, oh my, what a difference a few years makes. Roman Reigns is reportedly the top merchandise seller among heels in WWE history. A source told WrestlingNews.co that Roman Reigns merchandise sales are approaching John Cena numbers, which is seen as particularly impressive since Cena was a babyface. Yeah, that is very impressive. Um, I haven't seen any Roman Reigns merch. Uh, maybe his merch just looks pretty cool. And I mean, he's got some fans. I mean, granted, he's a, he's a heel, but um, he's got lots of fans that are behind him and uh, will buy his merch and whatnot. So uh, well, the they got fact, that new Bloodline shirt. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the Bloodline shirt is pretty cool. I did see that. Um, and then obviously with the Bloodline, you have Jimmy and Jay Uso on that as well. So and uh, I know they got a pretty big fandom as well. So, uh, yeah, the fact that they're approaching John Cena numbers, that's that's pretty impressive because John Cena, man, I mean, obviously uh, he's sold some merch. I mean, he had a new shirt every month, it seemed like, at, at time at a time. But, um, yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I'm happy for uh, for Roman and that, that he's doing very well, not only with his new you know heel gimmick and the Tribal Chief and all that stuff, and but uh, doing great in the merch sales as well. I mean, I know WWE's thrilled about that. And that's a show, Patrick. All right, man. Another good show, man. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think next week. I'm getting my tooth pulled tomorrow, so I'm uh, not looking forward to that. But should be good to go for like next Tuesday because next Thursday I will be unavailable yet again. I have a volleyball game to go do next Thursday, so uh, we'll have to do it again next Tuesday. So we'll be able to kind of talk about what happens over the weekend with the Friday night stuff and, and whatnot, and hopefully a lot more stuff to talk about. We'll kind of preview Crown Jewel a little bit further maybe next week as well. We'll have some some more rumor mill stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, I expect. And then uh, the G1 Climax, we can update you guys on what's going on with the G1 Climax as well next uh, next Tuesday. So. That's right. Find us on your favorite social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. We are all there to search Amp Wrestling Podcast and you'll find us. Patrick, get us out of here, son. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with David Boston and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. This has been a Lake Area Media LLC production.